Men. Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are uh, in uh, October. We're talking about, been talking no, about prayer. No, no. Oh, no, it we're is November, November now. now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Crazy, right? November, wow. <laughs> it won't be long. Christmas is coming. Oh, yeah. You know you know the countdown's on over here. You realize that yeah. already. Yeah, we are too. Linda's, yeah. uh, we're talking about uh, how to prepare with our decorations this year uh, you know, she's been obviously through the passing of Michelle. There's been uh, a lot of energy and, uh, you know, tiredness, weariness. So she's she's already thinking about, you know, how are we going to do this? And I right. said, I said yeah, we'll, we'll get you some help. We're going to get you some help. Uh, That's a great idea. Yeah. And what we did, by the way, is we, um, we took um, uh, decorations. Michelle was... Linda is, uh, and, and me, uh, you know, we love seasons and, you know, literally forever, ever since we've been married, uh, Linda has decorated the house, any house that we were in with, you know, just outstanding, over-the-top, spectacular decorations. Right. And we do. And she changes it all, and all the time. she changes it, yeah. So we've yeah. got... Um, uh, we'll have, uh, you know, after Christmas, uh, she puts up Valentine's, mm-hmm. then she puts up Easter, then she puts up 4th of July, then she puts right. up, uh, fall, then she puts up, uh, Christmas. Um, and this is no small feat in your house. Yeah. And this, this is, I mean, this is a lot of decor. Yeah, <laughs> this is a lot of, a lot of decor. And like in Christmas, we've got usually we'll have anywhere from nine to 10 trees, mm-hmm. uh, up. Uh, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, questions, et cetera. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, you know, thing that we do. But uh, so what we did is, and Michelle learned it. Uh, mm-hmm. So she was. Yeah, the couple times I stayed at her house, it was always decorated to the hilt as well. She, she actually kind of has had exceeded Linda in certain, certain regards. So <laughs> uh, what we did was because Linda wanted some things of Michelle's, uh, as a remembrance is, uh, and we didn't have the time to sort it through, is that we just took all of her totes, and we have a big storage mm. storage uh, area on our, our property. Uh, we just brought them over, uh, mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, they're just in there. And so now uh, she's going to go through, uh, and, I, and we're going to get somebody to help her, but she'll go through uh, what does Michelle have, what does she have, what does mm-hmm. she want to keep? What does she want to discard? And then anything left over, we'll give it away uh, to, right. to uh, charity. And uh, but she's got to go through that. And that's I think that's a little bit of her thought of, 
Man, that's going to take some effort, right. you know. Yeah, but we'll, well, we'll not only help. effort, but emotion. Yeah, because emotion. there will be, you know, memories are tied to these different things as well. Yeah. That that it's going to be a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Christmas is coming, and like you know, for you, you get ready. When do you start decorating? November, right? We do because we don't turn anything like nothing inside the house is is done. But because of the amount of lights we do outside, um, in fact, Dan already had the boys bring up. We had everybody home again. We're taping this like middle of October. And um, just this last weekend, everybody was home and we had them bring all the Christmas lights up from the basement so that we could start, you know, little by little over the weekends, getting the outdoor lights on. Because it is, it is quite the uh, undertaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think someday we're going to have to go to that uh, hiring it out, but but not yet. Right now we're still doing it all. But yeah, so we do a lot, a lot of lights outside, and then like you, um, typically we do like nine trees inside. Um, there is talk of us adding a tenth this year, so we'll see. <laughs> no, that'll always be have a new idea. Yeah, yep. that's right. Well, we've been talking about uh, prayer, and um, we've tried to help under everybody understand, uh, keep picturing the life of the disciples with Jesus, where it was personal, it was all the time, it was dialogue. Uh, prayer is, is really just conversation, uh, understanding, questions. Uh, his role, which we'll see, is to, is to help us understand his way, his, his mm-hmm. will. Um, what he's about ready to do, what he has planned for us, um, and the answers to the very things that we face in life, even the difficulties that come up of that, well, wait a minute, this is a problem, this is an adversity, I got a relationship issue, um, you know, what would you have me do here, and, and what do you want to do? So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, last time we talked about in Luke 11, actually, why don't you go ahead and read that, uh, Luke 11, 1 to 4, this is we we're going to go all the way through thirteen uh, through the through this discussion eventually, but go ahead and do just one to four, which is uh, uh, what we started with last time. Sure. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples." So he said to them, "When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So um, uh, as you look at that, um, we talked last time that our prayer, uh, because, uh, and this is really born out of the role of the uh, trium- uh, triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one God. Uh, they're all God. Uh, they're not three separate gods. They're not created. They're eternal uh, God, but there's three personalities and three uh, roles. And we know that the Father, uh, which we which we st- uh, started in our very first study on abiding is is uh, considered the vine dresser mm-hmm. uh, the vine dresser is the one that makes all of the decisions yep uh, of everything so that uh, he said the father is the one that knows and and, and and there's an interesting statement that Jesus made actually we, we've talked about this in the end times um, 
there's even something that <laughs> the father knows that Jesus doesn't know. This is, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Jesus, when is this all going to happen? And he says, I actually don't know. Right. Uh, only my father knows. Only my father actually knows because he's the vine dresser mm-hmm. and he's got it all planned out. He's got it all uh, under his sovereignty. And that that's one thing that I actually haven't received the truth mm-hmm. on. And, um, and I'm sure he's implying, I ask him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he said, no, um, uh, no, no one knows. Don't except, worry about that. Yeah. Except me. <laughs> so that, um, the father is the vine dresser because he's the essence of all powerful creator. Uh, I can make things happen. Uh, and the role of Christ actually is to have given us the privilege of it, uh, to be able to, uh, express truth uh, and then dialogue with us on our behalf because he said he's interceding now with the Father mm-hmm. to dialogue together as to uh, answers and questions and, and understanding. So he said, uh, you're talking to the Father, and the Father implies personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not impersonal. It's not, and this is where a lot of people get stuck, is when you think about prayer, I'm praying to God who's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I hope he has some interest in a, in enough time with everything he's right. up to, to take a little bit of care of me. But I, I have a tendency to think of him as just the great creator and the sovereign God of all, of all universe, but it's not personal. And he said, no, it's yeah. personal. It's personal. It's dad. Yeah. And to be fair, I think a lot of that comes because of, disappointments of our broken relationships with our earthly fathers. Yeah, it is hard to, to put a father image to God that is accurate. Yes. Yeah. And interesting enough, as you think about, um, just take that statement alone, uh, our life, believing life, Christian life, um, because we have been raised by imperfect earthly fathers, mm-hmm. Uh, including, including us. Yeah. You know, so, um, uh, even though, uh, I hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to try to do better than my dad, but you still have things that you, <laughs> you Oh, absolutely. You, you do that aren't really whole or healthy and, uh, and create issues and problems and, um, you know, patterns and that kind of thing. So, um, what God is trying to do over our lifetime, and that's, and that's what's called transformation. Mm-hmm. It's called deliverance. It's called uh, sanctification, uh, metamorphosis. Is that um, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, have you experience that me as dad mm-hmm. is not like your earthly dad, right? And right. Um, you can trust it and learn it and experience it, and not be stuck with your view of dad. Mm-hmm. And attribute that to me, which is, by the way, where we usually always start. Right. Uh, and everybody kind of has that position. And it really determines a little bit. Uh, and that's why the uh, the neat thing about God is that, that there's no limitation and it doesn't matter where it starts. So that, mm-hmm. like, for example, uh, and I, I, I've, I've dealt with a lot of people that were abused 
by their dad, even physically, right. uh, mentally, uh, told they were no good, uh, right. you know, yelled at them all the time. Um, they have all these self-image issues and or mm-hmm. real scars. And God says, well, I know that, um, but I can heal that mm-hmm. and get you to see who I am. Right. Um, and uh, there's, no, there's no worry about, well, yeah, but you don't know how deep it is. God said, yeah, I do. And it doesn't limit me because why? Hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. I can do it. See, I can fulfill it. And our lifetime is really intended to learn to experience dad more and more and more, who he really is. And by the way, that, that creates what? Joy. Right. Peace, which, which we'll learn here uh, about the kingdom. So, um, and in doing that, we, we begin to look more and more like our father too. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we live it out. We receive it. And that's mm-hmm. why, by the way, I was actually had a conversation. We were, when we were at Michelle's funeral. Uh, we were talking about generational curses mm-hmm. uh, and that um, uh, we could discuss that uh, because of our walking with God and learning who he is as dad, uh, we can break the pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it doesn't mean we, we have perfection in our patterns, but we can break that pattern and, and have a different family life, a different relationship right. with our kids and grandkids uh, than we had before because of the beautiful nature of God that we get right. to experience. Which you and, guys are a picture of, and Dan and I as well, yeah. with my family background. Yeah, that's right. You know? Uh, that uh, how, how we are able to live it out is, is because of God in us. Mm-hmm. The nature of God is becoming us, and we're experiencing it, not learning about it, but we're actually having it be manifested in us. Right. And so that's, that's the nature of, of prayer really would be, uh, again, if you think of it in, in a couple of simple ways, is that um, I'm going to give you covenant um, in a very difficult life. You're going to have adversity. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have things come against you. You're going to have things that don't work. You're going to have uh, situations that are going to harm you and cause you loss. Um, I'm going to bless you and overcome that particular uh, adversity. You can trust me. And while you're doing that, I'm going to deliver you from the patterns Mm-hmm. that you have grown up into and, and tend to live. And, and like you go to fear, you go to worry, you get angry, you get frustrated, you overreact. Uh, he says, I'll transform that and give you my nature so that your life is, is a life of great joy. And I can, I can work both internally and I can work externally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm dad and I care. And by the way, I know all about you. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and I can do it. You know, hallowed be thy name. Okay, so then he says, uh, as you understand who you're talking to, he then says, uh, what? Uh, uh, what's the next ask? What's, what's actually the first ask that, that he says to, for us to ask? Go ahead and read that. Your kingdom come. come thy will be done. Uh, your will be done. Be done. Um, and so uh, think of it again as, as simple. Um, you know, he says, what do you pray for? Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, you need to ask for thy kingdom to come and thy will to be done. Uh, okay, now, mm-hmm. um, and this is where everybody needs to understand something, that if it was automatic, in other words, because we're a believer, we're automatically in the kingdom. 
-hmm. If we're a believer, everything that happens is God's will. Mm. Would Jesus say you need to ask for it? No. No. See, he would just say, um, uh, there's nothing to ask for because everything is going to happen. He would actually all taken care of. He yeah. would actually say, uh, and by the way, this is called Christian fatalism, and to the extreme, uh, it's called predestination. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't really matter. You don't really have a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything that happens happens, and that's it. Uh, and everything's predestined. Um, and so. I try to help people with a real simple understanding of why that isn't so. Um, mm-hmm. I said, first of all, it's not, it's not the way it's described in Scripture. Uh, the word predestination is used, but, it, but it's in a different way. Um, but I said, okay, let's take something simple. Um, you, you and Dan are believers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got married. Are, are you, and you, by the way, you're going to have a marriage coming up. Yes, uh, January 8th. <laughs> uh, okay, so you have a marriage. There are two believers. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, we know something that God says about marriage. What does he say about marriage for you and for your kids? What does he say? It is a covenant relationship for one, and it's representative of his relationship with his bride as well. Yeah. And um, uh, he said, uh, what I put together, mm-hmm. let no man put asunder. Right. In other words, n- nobody breaks it. Nobody separates it. Right. Because my my desire, my will, is for uh, that marriage to not only uh, stay together, mm-hmm. but to thrive and become, uh, and he described, Paul describes this in Ephesians 5, a representative mm-hmm. of Christ and the church. Yeah. And it really is that representative of covenant. Yeah, you know, of covenant. We talk so much about covenant. covenant which yeah. means that you and your spouse or your children who are going to get married, well, their, uh, their life, God intended, is to have joy and to have a, a mm-hmm. unity and to enjoy life. Okay, now, um, how come, if that's true, that right now, between 50 and 60% of Christian marriages get divorced? Well, they go to self. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. Okay, so, so what we, see, what we can say is, is that and this is why I try to understand people that we gotta we gotta pray for and understand that that he has a will, but it's not automatic. Is that um, I said, you know, so you're telling me that God brought you together, and now he's he is he's causing you to separate and be divorced. Mm-hmm. That's God. No. No, right. that's that's not God. That's Ab- self. Absolutely, yeah. because because in Scripture it's super clear. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't purposely cause people to divorce. So don't look right. at look at if that happens or is happening, that that's my will, and there's no choice involved here. No, um, we have to ask for Thy kingdom to come and Thy will to be done. Okay, now um, when we look at the kingdom. Uh, and, and the disciples had some problems with this uh, because um, after the resurrection, uh, remember their view of Messiah was what? Ruler. That he would be coming. That, well, that. that he's the ruler. Mm-hmm. And we're going to... We're oh, gonna, and that he's going to be a king. We're, we're going to... We're taking over. Physical kingdom. We're yeah. going to run... Government is going to be run by us. 
Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's why, by the way, the Jews have a hard time with Jesus being the Messiah. Right. Because in their mind, it's still, wait a minute, isn't Messiah bringing the earthly government mm-hmm. and we get to rule? And he said, no, it's, it's, it's different than that. It's about the kingdom. Right. Yes, there's going to be a time when we, when we rule, but um, it's, it's a kingdom. And so uh, after, the, after the resurrection, uh, they said to Jesus, this is Acts chapter 1, um, is this it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we get to take over? <laughs> now are you going to do um, it? <laughs> you know, and and uh, do we get to take over? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, no, no, guys. Um, he said, um, I'm trying to help you understand that you're in the world, mm-hmm. and the world is under the authority of Satan. Right. And it's kill, steal, and destroy, and entropy, and trouble, and self-centered people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to have adversity, and you're going to have people oppose you. And um, uh, we're not going to govern uh, uh, in a uh, governmental, uh, physical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, I have the opportunity for you to govern in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? A spiritual kingdom. Um, and that is that um, my power, my life, my ability to be hallowed be thy name is functional when we operate in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you have to join me in that kingdom because it has to be done through you. Why? Well, because you gave away the authority. Mm-hmm. We have to take it back. Um, and now, and again, uh, and I've, I've, I've had time with God about this, uh, that, well, why don't you, since you're the king and it's your kingdom and you're all powerful, why don't you just take care of it all? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why, why can't we just have, you know, everything work all the time? Right. Uh, he says, well, uh, because um, it's about uh, my children's hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they want to live in my kingdom and surrender their will to the king? So mm-hmm. that uh, the kingdom is the spiritual place that is superior to the natural. Right. But it, it is a different place. So you live in what I call both places, if, if you have a heart right. to do. Yeah, I was going to say right in the middle of all of what you described, the trouble, the chaos, everything else, we can walk in the kingdom when we're walking with him and walking in his will. Yeah, uh, and we're going to be in both places uh, mm-hmm. that um, are, that's why he says your perspective is kingdom perspective and that nothing is too difficult for me. Because in that kingdom, while you're walking in the, in the difficult world, my kingdom will deliver you internally and your, and your patterns. It will overcome adversity. It will give you the life beautiful, the covenant life. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Uh, I, can, I can fulfill it. Um, and so that, uh, and that's why he says, you know, remember in, in Matthew 16, uh, Peter uh, you know, is identified as, uh, you know, I, I understand you're the Messiah and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Uh, then Jesus says, I'm going to go to my death and, and be resurrected. And he says, I'll never let that happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Right. Uh, you have the things of men. 
In other words, you've, you've gone from the kingdom of the spiritual to, uh, to get revelation about me, which God revealed to you, the Father right. revealed to you. Right back to self to, and control. Within, within, <laughs> within 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I now call you Satan because you don't, because you don't have the things of, of God in mind. You have the things of mm-hmm. men because the, the things in the kingdom is I have to surrender to, to the Father who is the king. And so he says this. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on, immediately says this. If you want to come and follow me in the kingdom, mm-hmm. you have to deny self, take up the cross, and follow me. Which is really go to surrender. Yeah. Uh, so when we pray, thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. it's really praying this. I understand there's a kingdom. Mm-hmm. I understand it's superior to the natural. I understand it's all powerful and that things mm-hmm. can be changed in my life if, I've, if, I've, if I'm in that kingdom. And because I understand that, uh, I know two things. You're the king and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I have to surrender in order for me to enter. When he says, thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. it's really saying, um, I come to you and I surrender my will to your will. And this is what prayer is going to be all about is I want to follow you instead of asking you to follow me. Mm-hmm. Okay, now think about what we've been talking about. When we give God our wish list, right? what are we saying? God, you follow what I want. Right. He says, well, I can't because I'm not, you're not in the kingdom. By mm-hmm. definition, you're telling me what to do. Uh, no, it works the other way around. Uh, you have to follow me. And it only can happen if you're in the kingdom. And your way to get in the kingdom is you have to surrender your will and recognize that I'm the king and you're not. And you have Mm -hmm. a heart to do it. Okay, now think about underneath it all, why would I surrender to the king's uh, will? Because you trust it's best and none better. It's best and none better. And and, uh, he says, let me prove that to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where the rub is. Right. Uh, is that when I talk to people about this, even go through even this prayer, is are you willing to surrender to the king because his will is best and none better? They say, yeah, but it hasn't been good for me. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, because you've actually never been in the kingdom. Mm. You've done it all in the natural, and you attribute all this stuff that's happened to you to God. And he said, it wasn't me. You just weren't with me in the kingdom. And he said, and God says, I know that you struggle with this. And it's hard for you to surrender when you don't think it's any good. I said, I understand mm-hmm. that. He's saying, would you come? And, and this goes back to the very first statement he makes to his disciples, which is the title of our show. Mm-hmm. Come and what? Come and see. Well, come and see. I tell you what, why don't you come and see? Mm-hmm. I'll demonstrate it to you. I'll prove it to you. And when we we have anybody through the years that have gone to our retreats, gone through our material, and just said, I'm willing to mm-hmm. come and see and begin to abide, 100% they see that the kingdom is fantastic. God's will is best and none better. I think I'll stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, you're asking for, uh, for first of all, uh, give me the, uh, 
the understanding and the uh, heart to be in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then two, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, now, by the way, in heaven, how is God's will done? It's like that. <laughs> per- perfect. See, it's, it's complete. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's complete. It's perfectly because everybody is surrendered to that will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, when he says to an angel, hey, I need you to go down there, um, uh, like just happened with, um, uh, do we tell you the story about Aiden's accident? I don't, th- I, you told me, I don't think that was shared on the podcast yet. Yeah, Aiden, our I gran- think we talked about that when we were out in Colorado. Aiden, our grandson, um, was, uh, he was, it was, a, it was a rainy night and our internet at our house Mm-hmm. Uh, actually uh, went down because uh, we have satellite and then it, it didn't work. So he had to be on a Zoom call for his class. Right. So he gets in his car. He's got a Bronco, uh, gets in his car, and he's going to Michelle's house who has a cable internet mm-hmm. uh, and it's working. So um, he goes out. It's raining uh, very hard. He's going down our road. And another car comes the other direction, and he can see that it's speeding, mm-hmm. um, and he was noticing it. And then the guy uh, winds up fishtailing and getting out of control, and Aiden sees it, um, and he just said it was it was a supernatural moment mm-hmm. where he said I either would have would have just frozen, or I would have hit the brakes. Right. Um, but God but, prompted him differently. But I went to, I accelerated and I went into the ditch and the guy hits me at the, in the bumper, at the very back mm-hmm. bumper. He, he hits me in the bumper as I'm going into the ditch. Um, and then he hits the car behind me head on mm. and, uh, everybody died, mm. uh, with a head on crash. Um, Wow, and um, and that was one of those situations where, you know, we processed. He knew. He talked that uh, God had directed angels mm-hmm. to uh, to protect, protect him, him clearly uh, through this adversity that was going to happen. And he was literally saved from from dying, I believe. And uh, and uh, God's will was done perfectly because he they just said here here you know angel then by name by the way. Um, you go down and do this for Aiden. And they just responded and God fulfilled it Mm. because thy will be done. In other words, in our natural life, Mm -hmm. like it is in the spiritual life. Yes. Which is perfectly because I can overcome it. So he's he's basically saying, uh, when you pray, you really start always with a real couple of simple, simple requests. May I live and be living in your kingdom. Help me mm-hmm. to understand what that looks like, feels like, and is. Then I'm going to desire for you to, to communicate your will so that I understand what you're going to do and then what you want me to do mm-hmm. to fulfill your will. And I have to ask for it, and I have to walk into it, as opposed to assuming everything that happens is God's will because it isn't. Right. And that right. means you got to ask for it. And we'll, t- we'll talk more about that, what that looks like. So uh, we set up the premise. You're talking to dad. Mm-hmm. All, all powerful. Nothing's too difficult. And, he, and you're asking, may I live in your kingdom and learn mm-hmm. what that looks like? And then may your will be done 
in my life. And then we'll talk more. We'll talk next time about as we get deeper into that. Excellent. All right. Thanks so much. Great conversation. And thank you for sharing that story also about Aiden. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to be a friend and tell a friend, pass it on. And if you have questions that are arising from this, send them in at questions at afjministry.org. Yeah. No, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.